Welcome back to Raisin Brand, the official Pixel Labs podcast, where we talk about creative and marketing and how the two come together to build brands. Our goal with this podcast is to use our own experiences along with that of our guests to give you a little insight into how you can improve your brand or grow your skills in your marketing career. Well, tonight we're really excited. Zach sent over an article for us to take a look at, um, and I think just we'll just jump straight into it. And it's titled, uh, When Big Brands Stop Spinning on Digital Ads, Nothing Happened, Why? Um, this is a, an article on Forbes by uh, Dr. Augustine Fu. Um, you think that's how I want to make sure I pronounce that right? I think that's correct. I think so. I think so. Um, but awesome, awesome article. And, you know, really, I'll just jump straight into the intro paragraph. Uh, so when Procter & Gamble turned off $200 million of their digital ad spending, they saw no change in business outcomes. When Chase reduced their programmatic reach from 400,000 sites showing its ads to 5,000 sites, a 99% decrease, they saw no change in business outcomes. When Uber turned off $120 million of their digital ad spend, spending meant to drive more app installs, they saw no change in the rate of that of those app installs. So when big brands stopped spending on digital ads, nothing happened. Even further back in time, in 2015, a large medical device company turned off half its digital ad spend and saw conversions stay the same. So I'll be honest, Zach, when you sent me this at first, I thought it was going to be a conversation about the importance of branding, how even though you turn off some of these things, like the importance of, you know, if you have a brand, like that stuff will continue. Right. But it's it's actually a little bit more interesting than that and i think a little bit more it it shocked me a little bit kind of what was going on with this so i'm I'm excited to dive into this real real quick though in there is saying programmatic ads they're digital like can you define the difference between digital and social ads because that's very important in this conversation yeah yeah good point good point so when we're talking about digital advertising and i think and before we talk about this too but primarily what we're what we're talking about is banner advertising you know on websites um that you're able to target through you know all sorts of different you know whether it's like lat long targeting um trying to think of the the other so like like on facebook it would be like if you turned on audience network correct right correct you're you're expanding beyond the platform that you're that you're sending ads to. So Facebook, if you're targeting on Facebook, this doesn't necessarily apply. Um, I would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some, some of this that happens though, in some of those, but no, that's, that's I think we're going to get in, we're going to get into a little bit later, how to, how to check that though. Right. Not, not necessarily the steps of how to, but the importance of digging further than the surface level metrics. Right. Right. Well, just amazing too. And I think what was interesting for you and I is just like, oh my goodness, Procter & Gamble, $200 million of digital ad spending. Can you imagine? Oh my right. goodness. Or, or Chase being on 400,000 websites and dropping it to 5,000 sites. Well, and it's it's crazy too, because if you think about it, so Procter & Gamble, $200 million. So say, you know, the majority of that was just going to waste like they can immediately hire a ton of people for research and development, all sorts of different things. So it's just amazing the money that gets thrown into the ring. Um, and how big of a deal Uber was 120 million. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, just think if you took that $200 million and you put that towards content creation. Yeah. I mean, when we, when we look at ads and we look at branding in general, 
and we put value more value on the content side of it and telling stories and and connecting with people more on a human level that 200 million dollars spent towards that is going to generate so many more uh conversations and and leads to your website that means so much more than what the digital ads were delivering right they could have bought all the super bowl spots <laughs> if they wanted to. <laughs> no it's just amazing how um just how big of a deal so i would be curious you know and this came out kind of in, in early January, but I'd be curious to know, you know, how much of that is going on today. You know, if they actually, if they came back full and, you know, stuck with the 200 million or if they did change up some of those things, but I also was going to say, I knew there was going to be a branding topic into this too. And so we got there a little bit with that content creation part of it. Um, but no, I think, and you already kind of alluded to it with, you know, what does this actually look like for, for businesses? Um, and maybe we should actually talk about what kind of happened or what they saw take place with, these ads that led to this, you know, they're spending a bunch of money stopped and then saw no change. Do you kind of want to start talking about what happened there? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that, uh, businesses were reporting and seeing in their ads and in the results were that there were huge discrepancies between what Facebook was reporting for clicks and what their Google analytics were reporting for traffic from those ads. And when you see a huge discrepancy there, usually it has something to do with meaningless clicks or potentially, it it didn't really say this specifically, but what I would assume would be like click farms that just generate these vanity metrics that businesses generally base the results of their ads on. And specifically for this one, like a small business turning their Facebook audience network off and seeing the discrepancy between their their Facebook reporting and their Google Analytics reporting, seeing that basically disappear is a huge indicator that there was something happening there with the audience network ads that were making them look like they were performing way better than they really were. But really what it was doing was driving meaningless traffic that was doing nothing on their website. And we've seen that with some of the ads that we've been running too every once in a while where we get a ton of traffic, but if you look at Google Analytics and you dig into the bounce rating or what are they doing after they hit that landing page and nothing is actually happening, then it starts to make you question. One, one thing to always think about is, is your landing page right? Right? Like it, a lot of people jump straight to, well, our landing page needs to be fixed. Well, is it really that your landing page needs to be fixed or is it that the leads that are coming to your website are not true leads? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what people were discovering with this extending to audience network and a lot of the traffic that was coming from banner ads. Right, right. And yeah, I think the, the key indicator, you know, is, you know, that bounce rate looking at when that traffic actually gets to your site. Um, you know, it probably looks good in Facebook or looks good um, on whatever ad platform you're using. Um and then maybe even it looks good when you get the users on your website, but if you're not exploring, you know, what that bounce rate looks like, you know, how many people are actually clicking on or, you know, checking on another page if, if that's high, you know, and sometimes it's almost like they don't even try to hide it. You know, sometimes it is a hundred percent that they're there for no time at all. And they do leave. Um, I just think that that's so interesting. And I, you know, it kind of, it kind of makes me nervous. Like you think about how much money, you know, if Procter and Gamble was spending $200 million dollars, 
I'm assuming a year was their budget. They're going to be putting right. towards this and then stopped. Um, you know, how much more across all businesses, you know, those, and, you know, I, I definitely have dabbled in this, I think more than most, but you know, you think you're doing a good thing. You know, you get, you're, you're told all the time, you know, Facebook ads are awesome and audience network increases your reach. Um, you know, digital advertising, that's where you have to be. But if you don't know some of these things, then you can really be throwing money away. And it's, it's often sold as kind of the, you know, the more effective, I know people talk about it's the, um, you can almost, I think Gary Vee talked about like day trading, you know, attention, like it's something where you can actually, you know, get a lot of bang for your buck, but if you're not careful, um, and don't check these things and you're going to miss out. And I just think, um, you know, if you're doing it yourself, it's good to be aware of if you have an agency helping you out, I just would never stop asking questions. Like they might say, Oh, we had, you know, a thousand great clicks this month. Like that's exciting. It's like, okay, well, you know, tell me more about that. Like, you know, if, if you have KPIs set up, like if, you know, if you have an e-commerce website or appointments, you know, you want to make sure you're, you're testing those things. Um, I'll let you say something, but I just remember one story of, um, it was a local, it was a university here that was running some Google ads. Um, and, oh, and I can't remember what the term is, but basically it's, it's that they, okay. So you would think, you know, a university like would do enough work, um, on their website to have a strong SEO, you know, presence for their name, like the name of the university. Um, you would think, but then what they found out was the agency that they were working with had bought the keyword for like the university name and over half of their ad spend was going to that, that phrase, that term, what's their name, you know, and, and maybe it is, you know, at the top, it always is. And they have that little ad thing. Um, but oh my goodness, just, you gotta be so careful with some of those things and you just gotta ask questions. But, um, yeah, I just, I just, oh my goodness. I think about how many times I'm excited because, you know, we get a ton of clicks or a ton of engagement and then you dive in and you're like, ah, oh, shoot, the bounce rate's awful. Like, so this isn't working. <laughs> right. <laughs> now that, that idea of like, by like paying for certain search terms, it reminds me. So we, we've rented a lot of production equipment over the years. Right. And I don't know how many times I've ended up on the wrong. We, we have one place that we generally go first every single time. I just generally put it in as a Google search and then, then go to the site instead of typing out the whole website. But if I type out lens rentals to get to lens rentals, Every single time I end up on borrowlenses.com. Oh, because right. <laughs> borrow lenses must be paying a lot of money to uh, show up when people search for lens rentals. So it's really funny that you bring that up on the whole like search terms. But um, you, you had said something about if you are a company that has hired an agency, you need to continuously ask questions because you don't want your ag agency just coming to you and saying, hey, we got a lot of clicks. You want to understand what those clicks are doing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why when when I go and talk with a client, I say, "Hey, like we got a lot of clicks on this this week, this this month, whatever it is during this campaign. However, we are reporting." I always followed up with, "Did you guys see an increase in whatever it is that we were promoting? Did you see an increase in applications? Did you see an increase in in signups? Whatever it was that we were promoting." And that's where that that's my double check, right? So if we generated a lot of clicks, we need to know that it actually meant that they saw more applications or, or registrations mm -hmm. because those clicks don't mean anything if they're not actually generating business results. Right. And I know, you know, in this article talked about it, we're, you know, those vanity metrics, the big numbers, the ones that we get excited about, um, 
reach. I mean, it often, you know, especially if it's somebody who hasn't really dabbled a ton in, you know, with digital marketing or social media marketing it as well. Um, I mean, you can get in front of a lot of eyeballs pretty quickly and that can be very exciting, especially if you're reporting to somebody else who doesn't know as much. Um, you know, if you think about, um, you know, I, I just, I just really encourage you that, you know, those top line metrics are really just the beginning. Um, and I think that this shows that if you're not careful of actually kind of taking the time to look through it and explore, um, ask questions, I think there's going to be money left on the table. Uh, just every single time, definitely every single time. Absolutely. I think the, the important thing too, that we need to uh, bring attention to is we're sitting here talking about ad spends of $200 million, $120 million. Like this doesn't just apply to big brands. Like the article is talking about though, this is something that small businesses and local businesses should be paying attention to because a lot of the small businesses that that don't have a marketing coordinator hired or they work with a an agency that does just run ads and just uses automatic placements and all this other stuff, right? If they work with them and they don't pay attention to some of these metrics, it can really hurt their they already have a limited ad budget. And that's the big, that's one of the hardest things with small businesses that their ad budgets are already tight because they're a small business. And so they need to be paying attention to these things. And if they don't understand them, they need to be asking the questions to make sure that they're getting the results that they need. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's important to know that you don't need a huge budget to get results if you're setting up your ad sets and your ad campaigns correctly. If you're paying attention to making sure that you're not spending money on these meaningless clicks and the clicks that are not generating real leads, you can eliminate a huge amount of cost in your ads. And that's going to free up a lot of your budget to produce a lot more business results for your small business. Right, right. And I think too, you know, the one, the one saving grace is this isn't like a, like a doomsday, like you can't run these ads or anything. The, the right. saving grace with it is you'll, you, you don't, you don't really need to spend a ton of money to find out if, if something's working or not. Um, right. And so I just think there's so many different options. You know, we're just talking about one, you know, avenue you could pursue with, you know, th- or through digital marketing. Um, but I think it's important, you know, if this is something that works, you know, and just, you know, maybe it is your landing page, who knows? Um, you just can't be afraid to to try and change something because if you sit on it too long, um, and I think that's what happened with you know some of these larger organizations is they just sat on what they were doing and what thought worked, and then all of a sudden they just decided to dramatically change it. And oh my goodness, they were missing out on a ton of different opportunities. Um, exactly. I think that that's just kind of a key a key point there. I just I don't. I know this is audio, so they can't necessarily look at that. But that first graphic, um, it has kind of the sessions, you know, like what actually like the amount of traffic that was going through. And then you can see just that hard cutoff. Everything went to zero. But then you can see on the back and the conversion stayed the exact same and just a pretty dramatic graphic. Um, Well, in in the percentages that they have in there related to those metrics before they turned off their display ads. It was 24% confirmed humans were interacting with their website. And then after they turned them off, it was 40% confirmed humans. Mm -hmm. In that right there, like, yeah, you, a lot of times you click on an ad on accident, you back out right away. 
you're not going to get confirmed as a human that interacted with the website. And that's why it's only 40%, not 100%. But that's a huge increase in them confirming that real people are actually on their site. And when real people are on your site exploring around, you have a much better chance of turning them into a lead than if it's some sort of bot or or click farm that's generating the, that traffic on your website. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I like to just the, what you talked about too, with, um, you know, with the opportunity of, you know, if you are able to free some up some of that money, putting it into storytelling and content creation is just one of the best next steps that you can do. Um, cause if you're not pumping out, you know, messaging on who you are, what your story is. And we just saw an example of somebody who didn't do that very well recently and kind of what happens when you don't do it well, but that's just a great next step. Um, if you are able to find out that you don't have to be spending as much on some of this stuff as you currently are. Um, and again, just encouraging that it is just trying different stuff. You know, if you're able to free up some of that budget, try new things. Um, cause that's just going to end up, cause you never know, you know, you might be, I don't know, you might be r- really effective right now, but if you could be super effective, like why wouldn't you want to be in, so that would just, I just think that was a great thing to include talking about that. If you are able to free up some of that content creation, storytelling, it's just a great where it's just a great place to go next. It definitely, it, it's one of those things where, um, I encourage every business to explore every medium. They don't need to stick with anything, but it's always good to check that box off. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you feel like you're good at talking on camera you should probably try out producing a lot of video content and if you're freeing up the budget by not spending as much on ad spend you can put that budget towards uh producing a video every single month or even a video a week whatever it is depending on whatever the budget is that you're saving that is worth trying it at least for a while and seeing what it can generate because in the end if that that money you were spending on ads isn't generating generating any real leads what do you have to lose? Right. Well, and I think too, I just wouldn't be afraid to, to learn more. Um, you know, so when you're creating this content, you know, if you've not heard of Google analytics before, it's a way for you to measure traffic on your website. Um, and I, you know, I'm blessed to have an intern, um, where I work and did not have experience with Google analytics before and was able to send over, there's tons of videos on YouTube. Um, and I think you can become, pretty adept in what's going on on the back end or within Google analytics in a, in a day, you know, if you put some time into it, um, and you know, you might lose a day, you know, working on your business or working on work, but then in the future, you know, it could pay dividends in terms of understanding where people are coming from. It also opens up opportunities. You know, if you're seeing that people are coming from certain websites, you know, maybe that's, I know one of the examples in here was, um, Oh, and I can't remember the company. Oh, chase. Wasn't it that they went from 400,000 websites that they were advertising on, they went down to 5,000. Um, yeah. So if you see that, you know, say you're, you're just you're selling something specific and you see that there's a blog that talks about the type of stuff that you sell and they're sending a ton of people to your website, um, maybe then that would be one of those 5000 websites that you'd want to make sure that you're you have a presence on. Um, so definitely, if you've not dove, like dived into that yet, I really encourage that as well. Um, and it can often appear daunting, but I could just I just it'll pay dividends down the road. I agree. Now, the one thing I always like to make sure I'm empathetic about is all the other tasks that small business owners have to do. And so if you are a business owner that you just, you honestly just don't have the time to learn these things, it's important to find someone that you can either contract 
to work on it a couple hours a month just to that someone that you trust right mm -hmm. right like someone that's gonna shoot shoot it straight to you and say this is working this is not um just to dig into those analytics for you and read through it because um if you don't understand it there's a possibility that uh it's it's easy to just read the metrics to you the vanity metrics and convince you that you're doing good and so you need someone that understands how to dig a little bit deeper below that surface and whether that's you taking the time to learn how to do that yourself or you finding someone that you can trust to do that uh at least at a part-time level to really dig into that and and explain th those metrics to you and show you where you can do better you need to do one of those two things yeah, and that's a really good point. It's a really, really good point, especially if you're looking for feedback sooner than later. Um, definitely the trust thing, that's key. Um, right. 100%. I think the one thing with, with this data, and you actually before this podcast said I hate data because it's, it's so easy for – I. It, it's just so easy. You can always go in and find data that supports what you're doing. You can always go in and find data that tells you what you're doing is not good. Um, so that's why it's so important to – you know, set those KPIs, key performance indicators, which often is kind of the last, you know, that last funnel spot to know that, you know, if we're throwing ads out there, is it ultimately leading just like what Zach was saying? Is it ultimately leading to, you know, more applications, more purchases of the thing that we're trying to actually push? Um, you know, because maybe your bounce rate's even low or whatever, but if, if, if you're not selling this product or that, there's something missing in the middle. Um, and it might even be at that top of funnel, you know, advertising on those digital platforms um, because of because maybe this exact thing is going on. Um, so definitely the trust is very, very important. That was a very good point. Yeah, I mean, we can wrap this one up and, and, and focus like just it, it's important for these businesses to understand that. Um, the, I guess more so what I'm saying is the main takeaway from this episode that I want everyone to understand is that the metrics, the high level, big metrics, the big numbers that make everything look fancy and look shiny are generally just that they're surface level metrics and you need to dig below them in order to understand exactly what your, your digital and Facebook's, or I should say digital and social media ads are actually generating when it comes to your business results. And whether that's you learning how to read those or you finding someone that you trust to to articulate and uh, translate those metrics to you, um, you need to do one of those things to make sure that you're getting the most money out of your your advertising budgets, especially as a small business who already has a limited budget. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And I don't think I have anything else to add to that. I think you summed that up really well. All right. Well, we'll wrap this one up and uh, call it a night. <laughs> I always appreciate the time. It's it's enjoyable. And I think that this is a, a time that I'm extra creative and thoughtful on some of these things. So it's fun to, it's fun to get into it. I agree. And I, I learned something just from reading this article because it's stuff that I kind of knew um, in my gut or I felt in my gut. But to read this and see the analytics and or see the, the data from research basically confirm that feeling uh it, it it made me feel better about the direction that i take when it comes to advertising yep and i definitely will be spending some time tomorrow reviewing some of this stuff because i can already tell you there's a couple things that popped up as red flags of some of the stuff that we're doing so 
it is it's very interesting i think this will be something that'll be good to share well thank you aaron and uh thanks for the time and thank you for everyone listening take care everybody Thanks so much to everyone for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to the Raisin Brand podcast on so you can get notified when new episodes go live. Be sure to check out the show Raisin Brand After Hours where we take a closer look into the entertainment industry. If you'd like to be a guest on our show or you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, let us know by emailing podcast at thepixelab.co. Again, that's podcast at thepixelab.co. Thank you again and have a great week. Thank you.